What's up? We're back in the hizzy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was trying this DJ thing out. It didn't work. It almost <laughs> sounded like uh, that one movie, The Hangover. We're back. We're back. We're getting dog back. <laughs> that was what you just That's did. what I was going for. So thanks, Sarah. It was really good. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Samantha Close. And I'm Sarah Williams. And we are your hosts of <laughs> The Life Changes <laughs> Podcast. Woo! I got you, girl. Yeah, I was like, which one? What name were we again? I can't remember. We changed it. It's fine. It's hard. It's been a minute, though. We have a very exciting guest, though. <laughs> <laughs> that we are thrilled to have on the show. Yeah. Uh, Jen Miramati is a nutritional guru, all things health. So yes. she's going to basically teach us what we should be eating and how to take care of ourselves because that's an impo- it's important you so got to take care of yourself. Your body is your temple. It is. Temple. Your body is your temple. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Jenny. Thank I'm you so, so excited. Much for having me. me too. <laughs> Jenny is one of my friends. Say yeah, first you got to say yeah. the, the connection. So Jenny is one of my friends I met through a mutual friend, Valerie Darling. Um so I've been shooting with Jenny for a, on and off for a few years now. Yeah. It's been a few years. Yeah. 2017. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. In a couple of years. Two years and some change. Yeah. So then we had a shoot earlier today and we just knocked it all out. It's been a busy day for the I two know. of us. And I heard there was a water situation on the beach. Yeah. There was. The tide came up and we didn't know that was going to happen. So it was. I, I mean, not to judge, but I feel like there's apps for that. <laughs> she said that. She said that. I was like, I, like, I think we, we can look this up on the like, internet. We maybe On the internet. I loved it. That's what she said. She's like, we probably should have looked this up on the internet. On the interwebs. <laughs> We were like, um, the water is completely to the back of the wall. Like. But it's, at, it's at El Matador. That's where you guys were yeah. at, right? So it's like bluffs and water. So There's if it yeah, comes up, you're just of, SOL. Yeah. I, I was like, my camera. Yeah. 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 We survived, though. You yeah, made it intact. You're fine. And then we got here. Yes. And now we're doing our podcast. But yeah, Jenny is also not only a an awesome friend but like she's my nutritionist yeah. is basically saving my life is harry is that his name yeah i named giardia harry oh my goodness <laughs> my little my little guy <laughs> her, little, her little bud bud i'm like he's a real hair up that i guess I'm like so, stop it yeah you've been working together yeah. photography wise but then jenny you totally helped samantha yeah. with her health issues when her doctor wasn't being super helpful and she was yeah. having insurance issues and yep that's so wonderful that you can almost do like clinical work to an extent. Yes. I mean, testing. So, the, I mean, what yeah, I so. do is, I mean, so I am a nutritionist, but I don't diagnose or treat. Right. So, gotcha. Right. So, I, you know, sent her to her doctor for, for certain things. But, um, you know, I guess what the type of nutrition that I do, I work with inflammation and helping people uh, with different health conditions using an anti-inflammatory nutritional approach mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah so um but what makes me different from other nutritionists that do that is that I focus on more than just food and one of those things I do do some of the functional tests that help us dig deeper mm-hmm. uh, like with what we did with Samantha help us dig deeper to see what's going on with the gut mm-hmm yeah, there was a lot of gut that gives you problems. Yes. Yes. And there exactly. Was, there was a few things. Yeah. Are there, so for like an, an anti-inflammatory approach, are there certain foods that are inflammatory for everybody or is everyone's gut and, and kind of digestive system different? 
how would you know? Yeah, so that's a really great uh, question. So what? how do we figure that out? The best way to figure that out is to do an elimination diet, an mm-hmm. anti-inflammatory elimination diet. Uh. And so with that, we basically remove the foods that are most inflammatory for most people in the population. Mm-hmm. We do that for a certain period of time. With my clients, I do it for four weeks. And then after four weeks, we start testing each of the foods one by one mm. to see which ones are going Flares. to cause, yes, a response. So what what is an inflammatory response? It could be a rash on your face. It could be mm. a st- stomach upset. It doesn't necessarily have to be a digestive response. Mm. It could be something super random, like a rash on your arm. That's crazy. So, I didn't yeah. actually think, I didn't even know that. Crazy. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. How about yeah. acne? I got the I got the acne. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Before I was ever a nutritionist, um, I got this really horrible rash on my skin, and I went. I thought maybe I I noticed that every time I would eat dairy, it would get worse, and every time um, I would stop, I it would get it would improve drastically. And I went to the doctor to you know get tested for a dairy allergy and she said well you don't have a dairy allergy and I said then Then why is is this happening (laughs) and she couldn't explain it to me Mm. it was extremely frustrating to me at the time um and now I don't eat dairy and I you know I I rarely glowing yeah seriously (laughs) beautiful over here this girl I but but, you know on the rare occasion that I do have it I I break out so Mm, that is a a food sensitivity response yeah it's like listen to your body absolutely always absolutely (laughs) even if the doctor's like no you're fine (laughs) you're like no I'm not this this literally doesn't make sense I know right it's like I'm pretty sure you're wrong Do you, do you think that like the medical field and, and you know, there's criticisms for, yeah. for you know, every side of, of health or whatever, how we're kind of treating our, our bodies. But like it almost seems like, oh, I'm having this issue. And if they can't necessarily diagnose it, then it's almost not worth dealing with. Do you find that a little bit like you realize that you have a dairy sensitivity, but because it wasn't an allergy, it's almost like a non-issue, you know, it, it's not not that it's not hurting your health, but I don't know. Yeah, I think that it, it, like I think that in that moment I felt very dismissed and mm-hmm. very uh, not seen, not heard, yeah. and very frustrated. And I always, you know, when I have clients that come to me, the, I think the most common thing that I see is like, okay, well, I have, you know, I have all these GI symptoms. I have diarrhea or constipation or I, I get bloating, and my doctor says there's nothing wrong with me. They've diagnosed me with IBS and mm-hmm. they've said, you know, good luck. Yeah, and, right. Like, right. Well, okay, great. <laughs> What does that mean? Yeah. And and so, um, you know, it's it's very frustrating mm-hmm. for for people. I see it all the time with my clients who are constantly getting dismissed yeah. by their doctors when they have legitimate yeah. um, legitimate problems. Yeah. I was one of them. I was right. like in tears like to Jenny. I'm like, I just, I'm so glad that you're in my life because like I can't. Help me. But we were doing a shoot together and and like hearing more about what Jenny was doing and what she does because I'll do like the photos for her website or for her social media or whatever. And I was just like, gosh, it sounds like everything I need. And I and I was I was getting insurance, so it's like, oh, well, now I have insurance, so I won't necessarily have to pay out of pocket anymore. So right. that's what you think. And it's like, uh, no, just kidding. Like he didn't, you know, help me. So I just I went to Jenny. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be your client now. <laughs> like I just need, I need, and, and and your approach too is just so warm. And like you're you listen and you're you're trying to figure it out and. I was listening to, we listened to uh, Dax's podcast, um, Armchair Armchair Expert, Expert. 
I was listening to it the other day and they had this guy on about um, AI and they were saying like, you know, they're trying to do that Um, artificial intelligence, but it's like a different, it's going to be hopefully a part of the medical field as far as because you go to your doctor, there's no time anymore. Like the doctor is so rushed and barely even looks at you because it's just, you know, he's so busy or she's so busy, whatever. So they're coming up with these, these ways of like, kind of like, you know, treating not treating yourself but kind of figuring out what it is oh my baby has an ear infection I don't need to go and see the pediatrician then because we figured it out and it can get like a prescription sent to your pharmacy like these are all things that can that are hopefully going to happen in the future and what the guy was saying who's like a part of it he's just like doctors are getting upset about it but it's helping the relationship with doctors and patients if they have time for serious stuff and not just like oh you have an ear infection we already know. Yeah, cool. Right. Here you go. Or, or what? Like even what I was going through. And there's actually like a body scan, like that you can do to find out like how you are, like your heart rate or whatever. It's just all this crazy, cool new shit that yeah. new technology coming out. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like I went to my doctor and it was like I wasn't hurt. I wasn't like he wasn't like looking at me. He wasn't. He didn't even remember who I was from like two weeks prior. It was just like, wait a second. There's a chart in front of you. <laughs> pretty sure it explains what I'm here for. But with you, you know, you're very warm and you, you're welcoming and it, it feels like you're listening and it made me have hope that we're going to figure this out. And that's what anybody wants, you know, especially with health and, and when they don't feel good. So you want to feel better. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that I get a lot of people that are coming to me and they're either, you know, I, I, I work with, with different types of clients, but everybody that's coming to me um they want to feel better. Yes. And so I've been on the other side and I've wanted mm-hmm. to feel better too. And I know what it's like. And so, you know, I just try to always, I guess, put myself in the other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that we need more of that. I yeah. Think. And you know, yeah. more empathy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like actually care. Like that care. <laughs> needs to be a part of your health care is to care. Yeah, care. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. and so how did you first kind of get into this field of nutrition work and helping people and Sure. Well, you know, I think that's probably it's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about what I do. I literally love my job. I love working <clears throat> yeah, with awesome. my clients. Um my prior career, I was an intellectual property lawyer. So oh, that's a, um, yeah, that's a far leap. yeah, <laughs> a little different yeah. and, and, and highly impressive. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So I uh, I decided to um, go back to school and get my master's degree in uh, nutrition, and uh, so you know law served me well for many years, but it was definitely not a career that uh, inspired me. Yeah. And so now that I do something that I love, it's just such a joy so and such different. a gift every single day. That's mm-hmm. so wonderful. Yeah, I feel and then, so lucky. Because you also do like blogging and right. Yeah, I write article. I, I write okay. articles. Uh, I do you know write some of my own blog articles. Okay. I'll write articles sometimes for different publications. Exactly. How did you kind of get into that from your nutrition work? Did, I mean, it seems like a you know very obvious marriage, mm-hmm. but what what got you into that side of it? Yeah, so I think just uh, writing about nutrition uh, is a great way to connect with people mm-hmm. and to you know obviously you know coming to see me one-on-one as a client we can really dig into what it is um you know that that we need to support them with uh but at least if i'm writing maybe somebody might read an article Mm -hmm. that i've written and they might really connect with it and it might help them and so that's you know that's really sort of the inspiration behind wanting to do that that's wonderful you can touch more people's lives absolutely yeah Yeah, share your expertise yeah 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. <laughs> as you know. Yes. As you know. As you know. I'm curious because there's all of these food sensitivities that people have, right? Like gluten and dairy and some people with meat and you've got vegans. And mm-hmm. I'm curious kind of what your opinion is on those things. Can we kind of go into that? Like dissect it one by one? Is that? Yeah. I feel like that'd be super interesting. Dissecting. Well, so like some people have, like you said, you have a dairy sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So like what would cause that in, in an individual and what, what about dairy can upset someone's system like yeah. you know sure. you hear people have a gluten sensitivity like what does that even mean you know yeah, glu- I feel yeah. like gluten was like newer for me especially working in the restaurant I was like what is what I'm sorry you have a what what is gluten right. it's like it came out as like right. a thing like seven fake. years ago <laughs> yeah yeah so like right. I'm just curious for people who don't know much about sure. that yeah what you know what about these foods like maybe the health benefits and then also like what could be not sure. dangerous, but harmful to certain individuals. Yeah. Well, so I think, you know, getting getting a little into the nitty gritty <laughs> science. <laughs> science. We love your nerdy science. I'll yeah, try we, not to get we, too nerdy with you, but, but I'm going to need to. Our, our audience is intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll kind of break it down for you. Um, and yes. hopefully I'll try not to not to get too science. Yeah. <laughs> So the the way that it works is you the your small intestine is basically what absorbs all the nutrients okay. and it's one cell layer thick. So if you think about um, each of those cells being held together by shoelaces, um, you know that are tied extremely tight that don't let anything through those cells. Um, what happens is when we eat foods like gluten, which we know. Um, opens up those shoelaces and we eat things um, that that trigger that, Mm -hmm. those shoelaces open and what happens is the cells of your small intestine, which are not supposed to have openings in them, the shoelaces... Mm-hmm. Uh, which are actually called tight junction proteins. Oh, um, yeah. There's that science. There's that science, girl. Our, our, I like the shoelaces. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Supposed to keep them, um, you know, uh, con- connected so that nothing can get through. When those open, uh, food particles can get through. Mm. And what's right behind that that cell layer of your small intestine are immune, your immune system cells. Ah. And so what your immune system is supposed to do is it's supposed to attack foreign invaders. And we mm-hmm. want your immune system to do that because it keeps you healthy. Yeah. And, right? <laughs> that's its it, job. Yes, yeah. that's the job. But, what, you know, when it starts identifying food particles that are seeping through as harmful foreign invaders, food sensitivities develop. Ah, yes. And okay. so, so um, you know, you can have a, a sensitivity to broccoli. You can have a sensitivity to really any food that your food identifies as a harmful foreign invader. Huh. That doesn't mean that uh, you're going to have that food sensitivity forever. In mm-hmm. fact, you you huh. very likely um, will not. You have to really work on getting the gut back into better shape, getting mm-hmm. those shoelaces to tie Tight. up tightly mm-hmm. Tight. so that nothing yeah. can get through. And lowering inflammation in the body. So really any food can develop as a food sensitivity. But the foods that are most likely to cause inflammation are dairy, gluten, <laughs> eggs, surprisingly, huh. uh, soy, and corn. Those are the top five. That's so interesting. Soy and yeah. corn, I would never have thought yeah. would at all. And, you know, with those two, I don't know if it's, um, you know, a lot of those come from GMO seeds in this country. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it might be because of that. Um, 
you know, it's not, you know, it's not clear to me why that is, but I see a lot of clients that have sensitivities to those. As a quick digression too, what's your opinion on GMOs? Because I've kind of heard both sides of the coin. Like one is that GMOs have allowed us to basically feed the world, you know, if we were eating the kind of corn before it was GMO, which could just be considered a (laughs) crossbreeding, you know, we'd have like tiny little corns. So it's great that we have big <laughs> corn now. Um, but then also if you're like doing some like Monsanto crazy shit, you know, you're you're putting natural pesticides or quote mm-hmm. natural pesticides into corn, then well, that's, you know, you don't want to really be eating that. No, so like not. how you can't really tell the difference, I guess, as a consumer when you're shopping, like if it's GMO. But like, yeah, I don't know, what's your it. what's your thoughts on or what do you know of, about GMOs that you could share? Sure. So I am very anti-GMO. Okay. <laughs> I would, I would tell every client to steer clear like, of them. Don't do it. Don't yes. do it. Don't um, do it. So I just like anything, you know, it, anything where it could potentially have GMOs. Stay uh, away from. Yes. Okay, I get what See, you're this saying. This is why I like Bristol Farms, by the way, because <laughs> literally there's tags like down it says non-GMO. Yeah. Or gluten-free. Or yeah. I'm like, oh, perfect. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Makes but it easy, other, easy shopping. Uh, yeah, other grocery stores, I'm like, what? I don't see any signs. <laughs> Do I have to read now? <laughs> like, what is going on? There's, you gotta read there's the just label. so much. And that's what's so tricky is like reading labels like we were just doing earlier. It's just like sometimes they sneak stuff in too and it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. It's so hard. It's so hard and frustrating. Oh. It is. But, no, but I mean, it's it's really about like, I think the easiest thing is sort of like, okay, do I understand what this is? Mm-hmm. Is this something I've never heard of? <laughs> Avoid yeah. it, right? If yeah. it's like a real food that it grows in the ground, then it's probably okay You're good. You're good. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're fine. You're yeah. fine. <laughs> I just want to have my own garden and my apartment yeah. balcony. <laughs> just like, how can I do that? I know. That sounds like a lot of work. Can I, can I raise my own chickens? <laughs> Make life a lot easier. Yeah. A little hard in Santa Monica in their apartments, right? I wish. Yeah. They're noisy. And they're dirty. <laughs> you don't want the chickens inside. Oh, no. Chickens. From, from what I've learned. Are eggs, are you sensitive to eggs? So the interesting thing about eggs, uh, when I first did an elimination diet on myself, I couldn't, when I tested eggs, I couldn't eat them. Mm-hmm. I would get an upset stomach, but mm-hmm. now I'm fine. Wow. So I did enough repair on my gut. Oh, uh, I, I kept them out for, I don't know, probably six months, maybe even a year. Dang. And then when I added that them back in again, I, I'm fine. Will they flare up your gut again if you are you have a predisposition for that? Or it's kind of like your gut was just in bad shape and... I think it depends on the person. Yeah. Uh, so I think in my case, it may have been that I just had a leaky gut mm-hmm. and uh, the eggs, my, my body became reactive to it. But once I took them out of my diet and I did a lot of work on my gut, they're no longer yeah. causing, causing a problem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. When yeah. I found yeah, out that Victoria, because Victoria has a major peanut allergy, like so bad. Oh, it wow. It hasn't changed over any of these years either. When she first started showing signs of allergies, the first thing was to eggs. She was too, too young. Her father gave her scrambled eggs um, a little too early. Um, I wasn't there, so that's oh, no. where that happened. <laughs> Moms are the best. Anyways, um, so when I came home, she was just like scratching. She was like maybe six months old, scratching, and like Aww. she just seemed wrong, like not Aww. right. And so I like took her to the emergency room, and and uh, her dad had said that he had given her a little bite of like scrambled eggs. And he and they were like, I think she's gonna have a food allergy. Oh, so she no. was allergic to eggs. Can that for oh a while. that causes a food allergy if you do it too soon? Well, I mean, she wasn't supposed to have table food yet, so oh, I don't know what happened. Well, 
And is it a is it a true food allergy? Or well, now it... she can eat eggs. Oh, okay. But that reaction was familiar. So when she was over a, year, a little over a year old, she had for the first time a little cut up peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. She ate one tiny bite and then she pushed her plate away and she wow. started reacting on her face oh, wow. the same way she was. The, the egg allergy, though, that was way severe because she didn't she she was too young to like push things away. Right. Um, so she know. didn't she didn't have that much of the peanut butter. But I so we took her in and we sure enough, she's had wow. a major nut allergy, though. So it's like anything like wow. I think that even, cupcake, yeah, vegan cupcakes <laughs> with cashew frosting. See, when I was I was trying to figure out things before, like you and I had actually really oh, like right. figured things out. So I was doing the vegan diet just because I needed to try to eliminate stuff and figure sure. it out so for my birthday sarah got me vegan cupcakes that a lot of vegan stuff is substituted with the cashews and sure. cashews is actually one of the higher ones that she's alluding to well, we didn't even think about it there was cashew frosting victoria took a bite oh, no. had to take her home get some penadryl oh, no. <laughs> she was fine guys she's oh. fine she's alive she's fine it's okay that means you love her all of us have at one point or another tried to kill her Poisoned on, accident. Her. on accident i didn't and i should have known she was coming to your birthday but i didn't even think about it and i'm no, like oh I, yeah vegan cupcakes the and problem like, Great. here is the cashew my icing. daughter needs to pay attention not she's anybody an else now. right <laughs> she's the one who needs to ask questions before she shoves her face with the cupcake it's like victoria well, especially living in los angeles i know right where everything is she's like a nut man i'm like <laughs> vegan that's hilarious a nut <laughs> she's allergic but but yeah, so but, <laughs> but that hasn't changed. But okay. the, the egg, the eggs have. She actually just doesn't prefer them very much, though. Right. I don't, she doesn't really care for them too much. But before it was like it was pretty bad. Yeah. So it's changed. It's crazy. But yeah, she has a severe food allergy for that. She also has so many issues that I'm sending her your way soon. Oh, yeah. uh, once we get <laughs> me done, yes. <laughs> you know, put the air mask on me first, then my daughter, <laughs> then then I'm sending her to you too. There you go. All sorts of issues. I had a. Um, uh, to to totally change the time. <laughs> a couple years ago when I was in college I had some really bad intestinal issues mm-hmm. and actually had to get like a colonoscopy oh <laughs> my those are so fun. Going on. and at the time they just couldn't really figure it out and and they're like oh maybe it's like gluten that was kind of the hot <laughs> thing so I love I when like, they're like eh, try try this we'll yeah. see if it, it works so I stopped eating gluten for a little while but I just started eating a little healthier which I'm sure yeah. helped but then I found out a couple years later I had been on Accutane <gasps> yeah and they say so that well. Accutane was causing intestinal issues and I'm like I wonder if that was what You're really so did it oh my gosh that's what yeah my brother and my sister-in-law they they met in high school and they're married and still together and they both have she has Crohn's and he has colitis and he's already had his colon removed and replaced and they both were on Accutane wow. all throughout high school and that was the time that there's a huge lawsuit Accutane has supposedly like switched their ingredients but like no I, I had heard that Accutane and this is totally all hearsay could <laughs> potentially be not factual disclaimer but that it was originally used as as a cancer treatment it's basically a really high dose of I think it's vitamin or something Crazy. but it's just such high doses it can kill things in your body and so that's yeah. and then they found you know it's like oh here are these cancer patients but their skin looks amazing I know right like <laughs> oh my cool Crazy. and you, you know it's I mean you go to your dermatologist you're a you know acneic 17 year old and they're like oh yeah, yeah. we'll put you on Accutane that's just the, yeah yeah or my antibiotics for years right. and years I was on really severe antibiotics um that I was supposed to take at night and in the morning and I would get a stomach ache, really bad stomach ache every morning and like throw up. Didn't realize I was like 17, didn't notice. I'm like, oh, it's your medication. And I would take it at night and and one time it kind of got stuck in my throat, I guess, or in my esophagus. 
and I had this like phantom pain oh, for like two weeks. Oh my god! And it hurt to eat, and so they sent me. They're like going to do a like oh, sending the scope. scope down your throat. Oh. And I get there, and the doctor's like, "I see you're on this medication. That's a very severe antibiotic for acne." And Sure Did enough. it happen when you took your pill one night or one morning? I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, well, it's just your pill. It'll it'll heal. Let's get you on a different medication. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing she didn't just do the scope anyway. I mean, like, fuck it. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> let's just check it out. Oh, my gosh. But crazy like, sometimes ow. just, you know. And it's fine to prescribe severe medications. Just I feel like people need to be aware of what they're putting in their body. To mm-hmm. You know, it's you just think, oh, totally. oh it's and this is going to fix it. You don't really think it's Yo, I, a big I, deal. You never think that. I'm lucky I didn't have it so bad. Like my, my brother really did have a lot of acne back in the day and my mom had no idea and she was of the one course. helping him, but she, no one knew. My brother was on it. My boyfriend was on it. Yeah. Everyone I know pretty much was on acne. <laughs> at some it was point. crazy. Well, and I, I, so you were on antibiotics for acne? Yeah, acne so I for a had a little a bit of acne in high school in Colorado so I was uh, you have beautiful skin now <laughs> stop <laughs> you know what I've learned and this is so embarrassing but like I have somewhat sensitive skin I have very oily skin mm. so I have to wash my hair every two days but like that's a lot of work so that is going, a lot of work if I go a third day I get I get pimples on my scalp and then I, I break out on my neck and on my wow. face. And I went I went three days the other day, so I got some sense, but they just come up on makeup. It's fine. Can't, can't see it. Can't even see that. Um, but no, so I had a little bit of acne, so I was in antibiotics and various, you know, topicals in high school. And then when I moved to LA, I just, my skin just was so angered and I, I developed rosacea, which I still have, but I have um, just over-the-counter like sulfur creams that actually mm-hmm. help a lot. But yeah, they, so they prescribed me Accutane, and I was also um, signed up for the Miss California pageant, so I needed that flawless skin. <laughs> wow. So that's part of the reason I did the Accutane, because I was like, oh, Girl, bring it, it up in six months for the pageant. So you're like, bring it on, but my stomach is going to like die. Yeah. I paid for it later. <laughs> oh my goodness. You were just explaining to me too, Jenny, about like how antibiotics don't always work for people too, like things that like your body sometimes doesn't take well, to it. So... So for SIBO, right, what right. we were talking about, there's, you know, three. So SIBO is, uh, we're going to get science Yes. I love the science That's so <laughs> we fascinating. Do, we do yeah. love it. Uh, it's small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of clients that, that have that. It's basically when uh, it's normal, good bacteria that you want to have in your large intestine, but it overgrows in your small intestine where it's not supposed mm-hmm. to be. So we, you eat a lot of healthy foods that have fiber in it. And then about an hour after you eat, you you get painful bloating mm-hmm. and it, it really hurts. So, um, Which is what we think I might have. We're just waiting to finally get a test done. She's get, yeah, <laughs> waiting for her doctor to test her and diagnose her. But I'm so excited to add that to the list I of know. your ailments. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Yay. poor thing. So, but Crazy. The, the interesting thing about SIBO is at least what I've seen, you know, with my clients is sometimes antibiotics work great for one person. Mm-hmm. Other people, they do, you know, four rounds of antibiotics. Yeah. It doesn't work for them. Um, and so, you know, there's there's different ways. Uh, there's You can use botanicals, so like antimicrobial botanicals. Hmm. Antibiotics are, are uh, another option. And it, different things work for... For different, for different people, people um, you know, so it's yeah. it's uh, unfortunately though SIBO, yeah, it has become something that a lot of people are are struggling with, you yeah. know. Um, Do you think part of because I feel like so many people have food sensitivities or, mm-hmm. or food issues? I mean, what do you think is kind of causing that? You know, I know there's kind of this 
been bleh. <laughs> there's been this sort of health awakening I feel like in the last maybe 10 years or so where people, people are, are much actually, more aware of what yeah. they're eating specifically but you know I, I think back to my elementary school days and you know you yeah. ta- you joke about what you fed to Victoria yeah. you know here's a little you know <laughs> microwave dinner and TV dinner and, and you know everything with all these preservatives like I'm sure that didn't help but do you have any hypotheses on you know what could be contributing or is it just you know everyone's kind of awakening now and realizing yeah. hey let's go back to the basics and have better raw organic healthy foods yeah so I think that it's probably we're a lot more awake now yeah uh, because there's a lot of things like what what I said sure sure you can get uh, GI symptoms from foods but there's a lot of you know I'll have clients that say to me you know Jenny I had this strange sweating thing that has been (laughs) happening for years and I went on the elimination diet and it's you know gone you know a week later it's gone or this rash or mm-hmm. it can cause so many different symptoms that you might not even be aware of so yeah. I think most people are walking around inflamed yeah um you know most people that are eating the standard American diet are walking around inflamed and now that we're becoming more aware once you take all of those inflammatory foods out of the body and you start realizing you know what what is inflammatory and what isn't for you then uh you have more of an awareness I do think though that People need to understand that, um, you know, let's say you do have a sensitivity, what we talked about, how you can develop sensitivities to broccoli or to strawberries. shoelaces. Right, exactly, the shoelaces. (laughs) People will run these food sensitivity tests and they're sensitive to like 50 different foods. Mm -hmm. You are not supposed to keep all of those foods out of your diet forever. That would be so hard. Yeah, and even with an elimination diet, like some of the foods that we eliminate on an elimination diet, if you don't have an issue with them, they're perfectly healthy foods. So once you mm-hmm. test them and you see like, oh, okay, I'm okay with this food, there's no then need for it. you to keep yeah. it out. I see. You know, so so the the extra restrictive, um, being so restrictive and not bringing things back in, that's another issue that that people mm-hmm. need to be aware of. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Um, just allow people to have extremes on the other yeah, end. Yeah, right. I hear that's bad yeah. too to be so extreme. Like I know that that was something that you said and I've heard it somewhere else where you can even give yourself kind of like a food allergy in a way if you're so extreme. Like you got to be careful mm-hmm. and not just be so if you're overdoing and like certain things. Yeah, like I, I think if you're eating the same thing every day, like at every meal and you have leaky gut, you can develop a sensitivity to mm-hmm. it. So for, I think... I'm not sure, but that may have been what I was referring I to. So many conversations yeah. that we've had throughout, like kind of just like in passing when we're shooting or yes. like actually legit yes. and, like, talking to you about stuff. Legit. I know there's so many things. Um, what you were discussing with me, like um, the process of now to, to heal, to heal my gut. It's kind. It's kind of a process. It's about four months ish. I mean, I know people wow. are different everyone's different so it like everybody's different what I I think it depends on the person what I tend to find if somebody comes to me and their doctor has diagnosed them let's Mm -hmm. say with SIBO um which is the the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth which a lot of people I would say potentially the majority of my clients that come to me with gastrointestinal issues have SIBO Mm -hmm. um so you have to look at what's going on in the... I have found that when people 
try to, you know, have their doctor treat them for SIBO. They go on antibiotics. Mm -hmm. The SIBO just keeps coming back. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. if you dig deeper and you see, okay, is there an imbalance going on in the gut? Uh, Can we try to try to rebalance the gut, Mm -hmm. get it back in better shape, then try to target the SIBO and Mm -hmm. also simultaneously give good things to our gut so that we yeah get the shoelaces back together (laughs) get those shoelaces out my gut exactly (laughs) just bring the inflammation down it's a process yeah it's just it's a process and it you know it takes some some time and of course it depends on what's going on with each person one thing that i was really sad about is um, (laughs) the alcohol intake has to uh go away yeah i guys i was the only one that that's been drinking wine, <laughs> which may or may not be apparent by my getting a little tongue-tied once or twice. <laughs> Jenny and I have water. Um, but what, it, what are the, what are the symptoms, like what causes, or why does alcohol cause? Inflammation. Uh, I guess. Or is it inflammation or, or is it just like in the process of healing your gut? It's just, I mean, obviously alcohol is probably, you know, just yeah, not really great. So it's not like it great, can... but it's not like awful, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, Jenny, right? It's not awful, right? <laughs> well, I will tell you that I had champagne on my birthday. <laughs> yeah, you crazy girl, you. And <laughs> I so did a crazy. wine tasting, I think, on the first Whoa. day of our vacation. <laughs> so, look, I, I don't drink a lot just because. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun, and I love the. T- yeah, I love champagne. Yeah. I love wine. wine it's delicious. It's amazing, but it just doesn't make me feel good, and I know yeah. it's not good for me. Yeah. So I just don't do it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I also don't believe in extremes. So you know, I I, I don't. I never say never. Yeah, really yeah. to anything. Though, yeah. yeah, like I might even do dairy two or three times Ooh, a year. You know, whoa. living hey. on the wild side. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, but um. <laughs> With with alcohol, you know, it it can uh, exacerbate the the leaky mm. gut, the shoelace problem that we talked about. For women too, um, it can it or it does cause spikes in estrogen. Oh. So um, you know, for people that are estrogen dominant, so they have mm-hmm. um, too, you know their estrogen is too high. That's not great for them. It can cause um, different uh, different symptoms. So. Look, I, I don't believe in, like I said, extremes. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, uh, you know. Never there drink. Are, yeah. Never. <laughs> yeah. There are some people that, that can't can't drink or that abstain from yeah. drinking. But if, you know, if you don't have an issue with alcohol and you want to have a glass of wine every once in a while, I think, um, you know, it's, it's fine if it's not causing really awful symptoms. Mm-hmm. It's just it's sort of like. What do you want to do most of the time and what do you make the exceptions? And you just have yeah. to figure that out for yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose what the exception is. Yeah, exactly. So you said I could have a bottle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the wine part is. It's so funny because Jay, my husband, always he's my like husband. my husband. He's always the JDS. Um, he's Me. always like you're totally fine switching to everything about food, but the wine is just like can't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was talking about this because no. my boyfriend is being sober for the month now because he oh, has yeah, a yeah, drinking yeah. problem, but. I think we're just, you know, working on our fitness yeah. and trying to tighten up. And, you know, it's easy to drink a couple of beers with your buddies or whatever yeah. and watch the game. And so it's just like there's no reason to. Like, so I'm just not going to. So, like, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but it's almost like <laughs> I think of my family and people that I know back in Colorado and just the, like life there is so different. Mm-hmm. And in L.A., we have our small apartments. And so we want to go out and be social and, yeah, and sure. settings. And it's so not like there's like easy. all these parks we can go chill at, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, and, and I mean, we also it used to work at bars. So it just ends up being restaurants and bars yeah. and, and 
hey, you're having a glass of wine and that looks good. And it just becomes very um, part of your life. It does. <laughs> when Jenny put me on the whole, like, um, we were preparing for an H. pylori test. And, like, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't drinking for two, I think it was two weeks. Yeah, two weeks or so. And um, so I was talking to my doctor. She suggested it. And so we we were going to take that test. So I didn't drink. And it was, like, I finally noticed, like, how many times in a week, <laughs> like, that can come up where it's, like, an event. It was, you know, I was throwing a country event. And right. I had, like, all these people at a bar. And I was, like, sober. And it was, it was very interesting to be sober around a lot of drunk people. I mean, I haven't done that in a while. But, um <laughs> It was pretty fun, um, but it's just like, wow. I mean, not that you drink so much in that one setting, but there's so many reasons. Like, let's have a glass of wine for our podcast. Let's have a glass of wine because we went to this brunch thing or whatever How it is. often or the frequency. Yeah. Not, not necessarily that you're getting hammered yeah. all the time, but yeah, a glass was, of wine here, beer there. So I was just telling um, our other friend, Sarissa, because of all my health stuff, I'm like, so... Um, we're just going to go to like dry date nights at the movies if you want to hang out with me. Um, pretty much just like that or like hang out around the house. Like it's kind of all <laughs> all I'm going to be doing right now. We're also saving for her birthday in Spain. So there's Fun. that. <laughs> so there's lots of reasons. So I'm like I was telling Jenny today. I'm like I really want to be um, better by September. So we can, yeah. <laughs> so we can Jenny, expedite Jenny's this like that's process. on you girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well that's part of it right because it's so easy to cheat or do something and then I'm sure that can just kind of ruin the process because yeah well, well not ruin yeah but I, th- I mean delay. I th- yeah I think that um you know when it comes down to it it's a matter of you know like what Samantha's doctor diagnoses her of with course. and then and we're still sort of in a waiting yeah we are waiting it's period. Been like that for a while yeah <laughs> but it's because I had to switch doctors because now I like my doctor <laughs> and right. um so that That's took good. a minute and she's very open she was very excited that I had help with Jenny and she is totally looking into um, how I can take the SIBO test because they don't do it right there where I go. And so when I go to her next week, she'll probably have answers for me and like do like normal stuff, like take my blood and <laughs> listen to my heart. But I think, I mean, I think that's also really helpful for people to know, like, you know, you're the, that first doctor who yeah. wouldn't give you a, you know, he, he, he wouldn't help, help you. Me. It's sort of like, you don't have to put up with, with that. No, you don't. You don't have to allow someone to treat you like that. There are other people that yeah. will listen to you and help you. So I think it's amazing that you. No, and you definitely yeah, listen to your body because I knew something was wrong yeah. and he was telling me, um no you know what I think it's because yeah you haven't been on dairy like let's try gluten now take that out and it wasn't just serious it wasn't like how you have a great list of things that you know you can stay away from to help see if that like helps your your issues and if it does that's great if it doesn't then we move on to the next step but his way was just like meh maybe it's this (laughs) or I don't know. And then whenever I asked for a certain test, he's like, I don't even know what that is. He had to look it up in front of me. <laughs> now, I okay, wow. and I shared this with you, Samantha, but and I saw this on Twitter. So again, total disclaimer, I don't know if this is a real thing. But if your doctor, like you ask for a test or if you ask for something oh, and your yeah. doctor says, oh, we don't need you to do that or I don't know what that is or whatever, you should ask them for documentation of their refusal. Crazy. That is great advice. Yeah. yeah. And then they would have to put that in the chart. So th- this woman on Twitter <laughs> said, yeah. she thanks for the advice. I did that. He came back into the room five minutes later and said, I reconsidered. Let's go ahead and run that test. Wow. Because then the liability is on yeah. them, of course. For denying so. that test. Right. And that's what I was saying. I was just like, there's something wrong. And then he did lay me down and like press on my stomach. And it, if you do that, it really does. Like I, I flinch. Like it hurts. Ugh. Like, and he was like, oh, so 
hmm, that shouldn't be so sensitive. Like, no shit. <laughs> like, I've been saying That's this why for I'm months. Coming to you. Like, I could have told I just you that. Don't get it. Yeah. But eventually, like, getting out of that situation and into like a better doctor, and she's listening, yeah. and she's like so on board with taking like tests because she wants me to get better. Right. You know, like as, as all we want, we want their patients to do. <laughs> and I finally it's, found like some. You know, I definitely found like the sense of relief when we did find out when we got the lab results mm-hmm. back. You and I. I was like, finally, like I said, I want to cry because I knew something was wrong. Yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Like, you have to listen to your yeah. body. Absolutely. Ugh. Sorry, Ugh. Gonna, ugh. No, yeah. I, well, I think you have to be your own advocate when it comes yeah, to your own health care. Yes. You have to be aware and you have to be in the know and do your research yes. and know what you need and, and ask for that. And uh, that's yeah. really important. Do you have any other, like, any other health issues that have ever happened to you? Or is this kind of like, I know you were saying that in the beginning you you kind of had some sensitivity. That's why you were having a passion for this. But now are you pretty solid? <laughs> She's like, you like kind of nailed it with your health. <laughs> You're like, I'm good. Um, <laughs> well, so, you know, the interesting thing, I, um, I went to a doctor for a checkup and he randomly felt my throat mm-hmm. and he decided to do a thyroid test on mm. me. And I found out that um, I had thyroid antibodies and he diagnosed me with Hashimoto's and um so Hashimoto's is something it's a it's an autoimmune thyroid um, condition that um actually a lot of women in our country that have hypothyroidism actually have Hashimoto's um they're you know a lot of times when women come to me and they tell me they're hypothyroid and they're on medication I ask them if they have Hashimoto's a lot of times they don't even know because their doctor hasn't even told them wow uh and and so the interesting thing I was very upset when I when I found out um I didn't you know know that much about it Mm -hmm. and uh it was relayed to me in a very insensitive way Mm. and I was crying and I you know I was like what I have this it's it's an autoimmune condition yeah um and so um you know I um of course you know then becoming a, a a nutritionist with the type of work that I do of course was like okay well I'm not going to um you know, just sit around and yeah, let let him my decide thyroid what's be happening. destroyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I um, went to a doctor who um, was more more open, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately found that I have. Um, you know, so so there were different things there. I had my own uh, gut health things mm-hmm. going on. Uh, so I uh, but I didn't find that out until years later because of the tests that I had mm. two doctors run tests and nothing came up. So I actually uh, ran tests on myself and found um, <laughs> yeah. answers. <laughs> yeah. So I had H. pylori. I had um, certain things that are often um, associated with Hashimoto's. I also um, oh, wow. uh, later uh, uh later found out that I had very high levels of uh, mercury in my body. I had all sorts of um, environmental toxins in my body. And so I essentially detoxed it myself. So I pulled the the doctor... one of the doctors told me, well, you know, it's going to take you years, if ever, to get the environmental toxins out. And I actually re-ran the test. uh, When was that? 
I reran it a few months ago, and nearly all of them were gone. That's How do you yeah. do that? What do you eat, or do you remove? I mean, obviously, like sushi is the, like mercury, what comes to mind. But how do you get rid of it? Well, so for me, what I found out because I don't eat, or at least you know, in the past, I didn't really eat a lot of fish. fish. Yeah. Um, I genetically don't detoxify well, mm. so oh. um, you know, I so I don't. Um, I'm trying not to get too sciencey. No, no, we love <laughs> science. Yeah, yeah good science. So uh, I, you know, the part of my body that doesn't detoxify well, I, I, I support that every day. I, I take a supplemental glutathione. Okay. Uh, because I don't make glutathione or I have an inability to make it to the uh. amount that my body needs. Because it seems so crazy to me. I, you know, for years I had done um, hot yoga four mm-hmm. or five times a week. Wow. You know, really really healthy I would do detoxification programs so it's like why why do I have all of these yeah. scary environmental yeah. toxins in my body what, you know so pulling out the the mercury was um I think a, a quicker process than the the environmental toxins but it's really it's it's doing a lot of things so it's changing your diet mm-hmm. uh to make sure that you're eating organic organic is really important mm. um so then you're not putting additional toxins, pesticides, right? and Gosh, it's yeah, crazy, all the things. So, but it's it so it starts there, but it's also um, one of the toxins that was really high. Um, I thought might be coming from my mattress, so I changed mm-hmm. my mattress. Wow. Cleaning products, yep. makeup, yep. skincare, hair care. Yep. I mean, it's really <laughs> just completely changing your entire environment so that you're not exposing yourself on a mm-hmm. daily basis to wow. toxins. And uh, so when my test came back, um, I, I was just That's I was blown amazing. away. Yeah. So so it's changing those things and then doing things. Um, adding in foods that will help support your detoxification processes. And then I also took supplements to help pull mm-hmm. things out. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. crazy. That's so interesting that you can just kind of do it on your own. That's amazing that you were able to. Then, yeah. Because yeah, like yourself. what would be the other um, option then if you went your doctor's way? Would he just put you on medication to try to get you off of uh, or get clear you from all of these things? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, I don't know what like a regular. Because well, he was saying something totally different. That had similar symptoms is what you're saying? Well, it sounds like he was trying to more treat... You were trying to fix the problem or the cause, and he was just trying to treat the reaction. So this particular doctor felt confident that that I... This doctor wanted me to uh, do IV chelation. Mm-hmm. So he was putting something in to pull it out, and he also wanted me to do IVs of glutathione, which I take every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not practical. And I had, I did one, one IV chelation and I had such a horrible physical reaction. I'm very sensitive to that. And so, um, I just, and, and there were also some tablets that he, I'm trying to remember the specific name of it. Uh, I think it was EDTA and I personally like both times I tried to do it, I I got so sick. sick. Um, so it just, you know, n- none of those things were were feasible for me. But luckily, like, you know, it's yeah, like you know, not a big deal. Yeah, because you can do your yeah, own thing. Yeah, and so, um, you know, th- those, of course, are, are, you know, things that you can do. But for me, like, I need to support my body's detoxification processes every day. So I'm going to, you know, I'm in a a toxic environment, right? We're all living in an environment with toxins. So we have to constantly be 
um, just supporting that process, making sure that we're detoxifying every day. Yeah, it's we we've been on a kick. Like I've <laughs> definitely been on a kick about knowing what products I'm using, knowing what. That's why we were talking about beauty counter. I love right. you know the um, safer products, safer beauty products, and. Um, we were watching a documentary called Stink that we've talked about on this podcast. I before. still need to watch it, and it <laughs> is oh, it blows you away. Just the I didn't know about the mattresses, also couches, because mm. back in the day when right. people smoked cigarettes, yeah. they did like an anti-inflammatory um, couch where like if someone did drop right. their cigarette, it wouldn't go up in flames. But now we're putting those chemicals in our bodies yes. because we're breathing them in. What's with the mattresses, though? Yeah, I've heard of a mattress <laughs> of the mattresses having chemicals, too, because it's same, same type of thing, right? Like a spray guard or something. Some, you know, something. I gosh, flame the, retardant. it's been a while since I think there's flame retardant, but there may, there's a particular thing. You know, it's been a while. I don't yeah. remember the specifics of it, but I just remember researching the particular Thing that was high and seeing that it was associated <sighs> sometimes with that yeah. so i was like okay i'm getting a green a green mattress yeah hmm. I, was you like, would ne- I mean those are things you would never i never think thought about. of that no. ever i mean just assume right. it's just like cloth and right it's fine. so that's part of like people around us getting sick younger and younger right. and like having severe you know cancer right. is such a big thing and right. it scares the crap out of me right. and i'm like uh yeah just want to try my best to do whatever i can on my end so (laughs) like we started changing things exactly which is amazing but all and like all of those things can't like heavy metals environmental Mm -hmm. toxins and all the things you're putting in your body can like for me I started digging because I found these antibodies and I was like this isn't normal Mm -hmm. there has to be a reason why this is happening to me I do not accept that this is just gonna just slowly destroy my thyroid and I'm just gonna take medication to yeah I refuse to do that and so you also incorporate like holistic ways as well into like your daily life or is it just um like like how do you is that I guess that was my question (laughs) yeah yeah so I um it was a good question (laughs) I've only had water guys (laughs) I'm just tongue-tied in general (laughs) um I so I do I meditate Mm -hmm. um I do yoga Mm -hmm. um my uh my boyfriend is um you know he's introduced me to a lot of like new we have a spiritual community that we belong to so we do a lot of weekend spiritual uh, retreats and things and so that's that's a big part of my life and Ooh, just I having like yeah I would go to Southeast Asia Southeast Asia Thailand is like mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite places uh, they have all these amazing like um, detox resorts uh, places where you can do yoga and oh, meditate and it's just, you get a massage every day and so oh. that to me that is just like heaven on earth that's my oh. favorite vacation because you just come back so full yeah so rejuvenated it's not like you need a vacation after your vacation yeah. Right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I get that. I I I've always been told like I had a a spiritual um guy that I he was a client of mine and it was at a time that I needed I guess I needed him. It was weird. It was just this crazy timing. It was after Victoria's dad passed away and or passed away and then um <laughs> And I had just had a grief counselor. We did. We had to say passed away. We're supposed to say died. Oh, it's like because you're scared of it, and it's like this is life. So and death, and you have to just like say the words and not be so scared of it. So I I still have a hard time with it. (laughs) She knew. We're working (laughs) on it. When When George George died, died. I had this client, and he is very much into like this. uh, He's like a spiritual advisor type of guy, and he was always telling me like 
little like things to do like for instance like stay in front of a mirror and look at yourself and breathe and just like just have that contact with your eyes and I was just like what that's so weird like why am I gonna look at myself like, like <laughs> stare at myself and breathe or and like meditate and I'm like I'm pretty sure he's on to something I, I I always have like you know major anxiety and so it just always comes back to like meditation and like learning how to do that and I do love hot yoga and like going consistently and just, you know, I always feel so good after I go to yoga, but I just don't go consistently because life for me, it's like all over. Yeah. No, I I think like for me, part of my, I mean, we've talked a lot about the, um, you know, food sensitivities and a lot Mm -hmm. of the sciencey stuff, but you know, part of what I do, I think I mentioned that, um, you know, what sets me apart from a lot of the other nutritionists mm-hmm. that do the type of work that I do is that I focus on a lot more than food. And so, um, you know, of course, I, like I am a super science nerd geek. <laughs> I love all of that stuff. But, um, you know, I have this five factor methodology that I use with my clients and some of those have nothing to do with, um, you know, running running labs or, mm-hmm. you know, finding the, the right diet for your for your mm-hmm. body, a lot of it is really that soul nourishment that you need. Um, you know, that that's one of the things is, is soul nourishment or, um, you know, really connecting with your body so mm-hmm. that you can be um, in touch with your natural appetite because uh, you can hand somebody a diet that's going to make them feel good in their body. But if they're so disconnected from their appetite, uh, that they can't really um, listen to their body, then it doesn't matter because they're mm-hmm. going to feel sick every time they eat, even if it's like almond butter. If you eat yeah. a jar of almond butter in one sitting, right, right? Yes. you know, that's, that's not going to feel good. <laughs> Jay know? always tells yeah. me that. He's like, honey, I know that's a healthy snack, but you ate the whole thing. Like all of it. It's all gone now. Moderation. <laughs> and I don't feel good. Um, one of the other things I was going to ask you about that I did notice um, when taking photos of you, you definitely have a thing that you like a tapping is that to help with anxiety? So EFT, yes. Okay. So so one of the practices, I'm certified in something called emotional freedom techniques or tapping. Um, and uh, it is a pretty amazing practice. It basically uses the um, Chinese acupressure points in the body. It uses the meridian system. And when you tap on certain points of the body, um, while you, so you can use it either for cravings if you're thinking about a particular craving for a food that you <laughs> oh. might have, um, or um, you know for um, so so it works for cravings. It can help reduce or eliminate the the craving. It's scientifically proven technique. Wow. Um, but I also use it to help people with emotional eating. And, uh, you know, it's not just for food. I, I, I wanted to use it as a nutritionist because there is that component of emotional yeah. eating that so many people struggle with that I feel like uh, so many nutritionists and people in the healthcare field are only focused on what you're eating. And, of course, mm-hmm. that is so important. But that's only one piece of the story. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're eating to soothe yourself... And, uh, you know, you're, you're not only going to not feel good in your body, but it's just, it's not, it's not serving you. So EFT is something that can help with, uh, emotional eating too, because what it does, uh, most of the time, uh, or, or many times when somebody is emotionally eating, uh, a lot of times they may have been triggered by something that has upset them. Maybe, um, maybe they're feeling lonely or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. But what EFT does is if you think about a particular incident and you use this EFT tapping technique, 
it can either reduce or com- it can put completely release the emotion connected with that. So mm-hmm. let, let me give you an example mm-hmm. because it, it, I think it might help clear it up. I give this example in an article I wrote. Let's say that you were uh, about to give a speech in front of thousands of people and you <laughs> fall and you trip oh. and you fall flat on your face. And, um, you know, you're thinking about this three years later and you're still really embarrassed with yourself and you're angry with yourself and you're like, why did I do that? What's wrong with me? So if you were to do EFT tapping on that particular incident, by the end of it, um, usually, you know, within a session, you're likely to no longer feel embarrassed when you think about that incident. Wow. You're likely to no longer feel angry and it might even, you might even think about it differently. So instead of feeling like, oh, I'm so mad at myself, instead you might feel like, wow, I was really brave for getting up and oh, still doing it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so imagine how powerful That's that can insane. be for people. Do you have to be someone like, like someone meditating while you're doing the tapping? How do, like... That's sure. So, so fascinating. Yeah, that would be so powerful. So it's a self it's a self help technique. So anybody can do it on themselves. So okay. I you know I can teach a client to do it like when a craving comes I up see. or but really usually if a craving comes up that keeps you know something that keeps coming up there's usually more to the story underneath. Okay. So so somebody will work one on one with me when they want to dig deeper to get uh, get into particular incidents because it's just a lot easier with a practitioner. But really, it's not necessarily about meditating. It's about connecting with the feelings okay. and connecting with those negative feelings. So I would have you, if, if you were the one that fell while you were giving right. a big speech, we would, get, we would connect you to that incident and those feelings. Okay. And, you know, and, and, and then, we would work through it that way. Huh. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It's amazing. That's crazy. It's really amazing. So, um, you know, that's another thing that is just, is, is so... Um, you know, there's all these amazing things that we have now and it's great to be able to talk about it because uh, not everybody knows about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know I had never, I never really asked you the full, but I I noticed what you were doing and I was just like, oh, you need to know about this. Yeah. (laughs) I got to learn. Yeah. Well, my, I have like such severe anxiety that I, I just, I hate it and it, it, it really does. It's been, it's just getting worse and I have medication for it that I don't take necessarily like I only take it if I'm flying because that's like actual fearful like I'm hyperventilating my arms aren't getting going numb and I'm like not being able to breathe so I'll take my anxiety pill before I go on it but um I I don't want to always like have to have that you know I wish I could talk myself off the ledge before it got that to that point and then having um you you know help me figure out some of my health issues some of the some of the um side of or not side effects but some of the symptoms of it are like anxiety or feeling depressed or like depression and things like that so it doesn't help that I have that on top of my anxiety so it just like I felt like it enhanced it this last like six months or to a year or whatever so I was getting more panic attacks a lot this year like a lot more than normal and it was crazy so it's just like so hard to deal with and I just like I said I don't want to be medicated It, it literally will put me out I'll be asleep so it's like anything else would be great <laughs> well and like you know you like you said you don't want to be putting that in your you know in your body yeah. and this you know so EFT is um you know amazing for stress for fears for for any of those things That's it's crazy. really really powerful um technique so yeah well you yeah know, you gotta get in we'll have to do an EFT session <laughs> we're gonna have you for everything Jenny yeah. you know it all 
<laughs> well, we don't want to take up so much of your night because I've had you all day, basically. Um, but I do want people to know where to find that article that you were in just recently. Where can they find that? Which she's, the like, one which that one? she's like, I'm in so many. <laughs> I know. Or do you have like a website people can go to yes, to see your that resources? Has everything. Yeah, and... yeah. So my website is just my name, JennyMiramadi.com. It's J-E-N-N-I-E-M-I-R-E-M-A-D-I. My Instagram is the same at Jenny Miramati, and you should you can find links to all the um, things. All the stuff. Yeah. All the stuff. Yeah. All the so you have your blogs, you have your articles. I think I'm thinking of the one where you needed me to uh, send you a photo that I took of you. <laughs> oh, That's the only reason I know about Yeah, I think I was qu- I was <laughs> quoted for something. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of articles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so find Google her. She's amazing. You, if you need any help with your nutrition uh jenny's your girl clearly she does many other things so many things that can help you is there anything else that you want to add to this no just thank you so much for having me no thank you for coming (laughs) thank you thank you for your time and for your expertise and it's just really eye-opening no yeah a lot of new things to learn i really not joking like i the the sense of relief i felt when i got to work with you one-on-one like that is just it's priceless it's my health it's my body and i really appreciate it and i obviously you were in my life for a reason too like very helpful I mean I was honored that you came to me and you know just yeah no but just you know it like I truly love helping people I'm so passionate about what I do and it's just it's like nice when you know like you did the diet and you're like I feel better I know you know so it's it's just it's like it's really nice to to help people Mm -hmm. so you know it's been a joy are really good at it (laughs) thank you you. can you have clients that aren't necessarily local like can you do like Skype or video chats and you know so people want to okay okay perfect so So people are listening from afar exactly I have an office uh I'm in West Hollywood um so people can come see me in person because you know some people uh, prefer that and especially if I've never met them mm-hmm. and they live here in LA yeah. then I like to have that at least for the first appointment mm-hmm. but um, I work you know as long as as long as um, it's a state where I can work I also work with people in different okay. different states so that's amazing yeah. to know yeah oh that's cool. awesome thank well, you again yes. for being thanks here thanks for having me and, and thanks, thanks for listening thanks guys. for listening guys we'll talk at you we'll talk at you later next week oh yes <laughs> bye bye <laughs>